0: Everything that God does on the earth today, He does it by His Word and His Spirit. In the Pastor William Evans podcast, your host, Pastor William Evans, takes you through the importance of the Word of God in your everyday life. Whether you're experiencing the lowest valley or the highest mountain, the Word of God is essential. As we depend on it and read it daily, we form an unbreakable bond with God. We understand His will, what He wants us to do, and our purpose in life. Without further delay, here's another uplifting episode of the Pastor William Evans podcast.
1: Welcome everyone. It's a great honor to be here. I want to take this moment to thank God for his presence, the Lord Jesus Christ for his sacrifice and the Holy Spirit for empowering us To try to live an obedient life amen Amen. would you bow your heads please oh gracious heavenly father we thank you we appreciate you father god for just a a blessed life lord it's blessed because of you lord father we are here this morning this evening with life with opportunity to serve you father god in spirit as well as in truth. To be able to, to help others to see, Father God, through our lives and our lifestyles, Lord. That this life truly can be lived. I thank you, Father, because I know that without you, Father God, none of us can do anything. But, Father, with you. There's no uh, impossibilities, Lord. Everything is possible. that we trust you, Lord. And we thank you for that right now, Lord. Bless every soul here and every soul that would partake of this word through whatever means, Lord. These prayers, are pray in Jesus' name, Lord. And Father, I thank you for it. Amen? Mm-hmm. And amen. And my hope is that we all have assembled to learn how to apply the Word of God to our lives. To become better human beings. Not just for ourselves. But for the world that God has entrusted to us as we embark upon this journey we must come to the realization that becoming better requires sacrifice this is where our desires becomes secondary to the betterment of humanity now this is not to say that we don't take care of ourselves or our family, but in the grand scheme of life, we must recognize that we're a part of something greater uh, than ourselves. How do we know when we have transitioned to this mental state? It happens when we see something that bothers us and compels us to want to do something about it at this point I would like for you to think with me on the subject your faith and empathy can help others let me say that again your faith and empathy can help others There are two dynamics at work, faith and empathy. Let us begin with the term faith. Faith is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. I want you to understand that faith has been categorized as something we talk about in the religious sector, but I want you to understand that every one lives by faith. For example, when we do something simple as sitting on a chair, we believe that that chair will support our weight and not fall to the ground. But why do we believe that? We believe it because we have experienced sitting in chairs. And even if you sit in a chair and it collapses to the ground, it doesn't stop you from believing that you can sit in a chair, does it? No. Because you would get up, dust yourself off, find another chair and sit down. Amen. So every human being, in whatever stage of life they're in, exercises faith. This is no different than when we direct our faith towards God and his word. Our faith becomes more qualified with God when we began to experience God as being real and applying his word to our lives and seeing the manifestations of it, that we understand that the word of God becomes true to us. Amen. Amen. Next we have the term empathy, which is the ability to recognize, understand, and share the thoughts and feelings of another person. This is understanding another person's experience by imagining yourself in that person's situation. In other words, walking in someone else's shoes. You see I can only empathize with a woman that's going through a pain of childbearing that's something that I will never experience Amen? Amen I will never be able to experience the the suffering of the Lord Jesus Christ by being beaten and, and ridiculed and 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 uh, Ostracized and whatever else you want to call it that they did to him, Amen? Amen. I can only imagine what he went through. But that, that empathy, that experience of imagining yourself in someone else's shoes, should compel you to wanna help somebody along the way. Amen? Amen. I hear many politicians and preachers and teachers and doctors and things of that nature, lawyers, oh, I went into the profession because I want to help somebody. They started off with empathy because they got into the field, they got into to be a service, to help other people. But somewhere along the way, when some things change. Amen. amen. We're all aware that faith, men, God, and empathy is on the decline in our society, as well as in our world, where it was easy to motivate parents, schools, and community to support programs that would help people. I'm talking about people of all ages. Now it's getting harder and harder. I want you to understand something. I personally believe that all human beings have faith and empathy. And they can be empathetic to others. But some have become callous. Some choose to direct their faith toward the tangible. And some become callous because they see empathy as a weakness. While others get callous because they feel paralyzed, helpless powerless, frustrated, and overwhelmed believing that the challenges is far too great. As stated earlier, we develop our faith and empathy through our experiences. Now this is crucial for establishing relationships and behaving compassionately. I want you to realize that when you are in a relationship, it doesn't matter what it is. You have to believe that that relationship is worth fighting for. You have to believe that whatever you're going through is worth standing firm on what you must do that is right. And you also must be able to stand in your partner's shoes and understand where they are and why they're thinking the way they think from their perspective, not just your own. Amen. Amen. You must understand that there will be some things in your life that some people won't understand because they never experienced it. You I don't know about nobody else, but I'm not here to to tell you uh, uh, how good uh, I am. I'm here to tell you that my faith is solidified because I know how good God is. I'm here to tell you this morning that I know that God loves me. How do I know that? When I was out in the world living all kind of ways and doing all kinds of things, God could have easily stopped my life. God could have easily had me you know, sentenced to prison for the rest of my life. I want y'all to hear this story. I got a cousin right now. I was born in May, and he was born in August of the same year. Me and they were real good friends. My cousin got in some trouble. My cousin was a little older than 20 years old. Went to prison for 150 years. My cousin sitting right now in prison, been in prison over 30 years. That could have been me. I had friends of mine. They got killed when they were young. I was standing there talking to one of my friends, and he told me he had did something that was not right towards this guy and his statement to me was i hope this guy don't kill me it wasn't a week later the guy walked up to him in the club and stood on side of him and shot him and killed him that could have been me what i'm trying to tell you this morning is that my faith is not based on what i read in this bible My faith is based on what I have experienced with God. Because God has spared my life and kept me through all these different things. But in the process of saving me, in the process of healing, setting me free and delivering me, God done something else for me. God gave me a heart to love not only him, but to love his people for me to be able to see people, not where they are, but where they can be. Amen. I don't know about nobody else, but I know that God has some Sunday school teachers under the bridge out there. I know that God has some preachers in the nursing home. I I don't know, I don't mind this morning, but can I preach? (laughs) Can I tell it like it is? I know that God has some mothers uh, that are out there in the schools that don't understand who they are right now. I'm talking about some good mothers. I'm talking about God got some good fathers out there that's standing on the corner drinking beer and smoking weed, but guess what? God hasn't got a hold to them yet. But I want you to understand that we got to stop driving by people, writing them off, Making them feel like they are not worth anything. Because let me tell you something. We as children of God at this moment. Wasn't always where we are. then always have the things that we have. Amen. It was somebody that had to have some compassion on us, somebody had to have some empathy on us. Somebody had to tell us that they loved us. Somebody had to tell us about Jesus. Somebody had to tell us that they don't give up, that there's hope in Jesus. Amen. 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 So I don't want you to feel paralyzed. I don't want you to feel uh, helpless. I don't want you to feel powerless and frustrated or overwhelmed. Because one thing I know through my experience with God is that there's nothing too hard for my God. Amen. Amen. Jesus said that with men, things are impossible. But with God, all things are possible to them that believe. Amen? Amen. I don't know about nobody else, but I believe today. I believe yesterday. I'm going to believe tomorrow. I'm going to believe every day of my life because I don't know about nobody else. I, I, I can't tell you that, oh, well, I went to the church and, oh, I got baptized and all of a sudden my life changed. I can't tell you that. I can't tell you that I began to speak in tongues and my life changed. I can't tell you that. All I can tell you is that when I went to that altar, and I asked the Lord to come into my heart and save me, and when I told God, I said, Lord, I, I believe that, that you said Jesus, and, and Jesus died on the cross for my sins. And, and not only did he die on the cross for my sins, but he got up that third day with all power in heaven and earth, That I believe that. I said, I asked you to come into my heart and save me because I know I'm wrong. I know that my life ain't right. I, I know I'm a sinner that, that needs you, Lord. And God came into my heart, and he but not only the, the Father came, uh, the Son and the Holy Ghost came, and the Word came, and they came and made the abode in my heart, amen. And as that day progressed, uh, it wasn't like it was a week later or two months later. I'm talking about that moment, my life changed. Amen. So, I'm not going to talk about what I don't know. I'm telling you my experience. That's how I know God. Amen. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Mm -mm -mm. Faith and empathy are both emotional and cognitive experiences. The emotional component of faith and empathy emerged when we began to reflect. The emotional states and expression of those around us. Many of us don't understand that our faith is in us, but it's, it, it's nurtured through our parents, grandparents. I remember growing up, it was not about, uh, do you want to go to church? No, you go into church. Amen. Amen. It was about uh, learning how to pray. No, you're going to learn how to pray. Amen. What I loved about that era was when you went to church, Sunday school. You had to stand before the church or the Sunday school and expound on what you learned. You found yourself in a situation where it was uncomfortable. Nobody made you feel bad. Nobody ridiculed you. What they did they encouraged you to make you believe, to understand the importance of knowing who God is. Not for your mother, not for your father, but for yourself. Amen? Amen. Amen. Early emotional experiences between our primary caregivers are crucial to the development of faith and empathy. As I stated, they're the ones that, that nurture and care for us that gives us that foundation amen Mm -hmm. and it helps us to become productive and positive human beings which is crucial in all of our lives but this i want you to understand when we feel safe secure love we tend to be more faithful and sensitive to others' emotional needs. You see, when when it, it, let's think about this now, when you are always trying to get something and always have less than, and don't feel like you appreciate it, don't feel like you love, you grow up not trusting people. You grow up always thinking about, I gotta get mine before you get yours. Amen. You take on a selfish or me-first mentality. That's not what God wants. Amen. But as we get older, the cognitive component of faith and empathy begins to emerge. And what it does, it it complements the emotional that formed through the early years of our life. By the time we become more aware that other people have separate bodies, feelings, beliefs, and experiences. We don't see everybody like ourselves. We see other people's differences and also we began to appreciate them. What the devil does in this world that we're living in today, he exploits our differences. He uses it as a a wedge issue to keep us against each other. Instead of us understanding that we're part of a grand design. I don't know about anybody else. Have you ever seen a puzzle being fitted together with just one piece? Hey man, Amen. It takes many pieces to complete the, the, the big picture, doesn't it? That's the same thing when it comes to us as human beings. This is not about one race. This is not about one gender. This is about, not about one education or or, or or one economic status. This is about all of us. Amen. And our faith and empathy is what's going to change or help others. Amen. Amen. Let me make something clear. Having faith and empathy is something that we as human beings need. Because it's part of our humanity, it's part of our human connectiveness, and our duty to our Creator. Amen. Mm-hmm. Look with me into the Book of Mark, chapter two, beginning at verse one through twelve. Amen. There you will find these words, Mark, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. It reads, a few days later, Jesus came back to Capernaum. The news spread that he was back home. A large crowd gathered to hear him speak. The house was so full that there was no place to stand, not even outside the door. What Jesus was teaching, some people brought a paralyzed man to see him. He was being carried by four of them. But they could not get the man inside to see, I'm sorry, to Jesus because the house was full of people. So they went to the roof above Jesus and made a hole in it. Then they lowered the man, lowered the mat with the paralyzed man on it. When Jesus saw how, how much faith they had, he said to the paralyzed man, your, young man, your sins are forgiven. I want you all to hear this, and I want you all to, to focus on this a moment. These people showed their faith in what? Their empathy, didn't they? They showed that No matter what obstacle no matter what others are saying or doing their faith has compelled them to go out and help this man to get to the source of what he needs that's Jesus okay I can't get into the house I can't get through the people Many would have said, well, I'll catch him at another time. Maybe uh, I can help him later on. But their their, 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 their empathy was so strong for this man. And their faith was so strong in believing that if they got this man to Jesus, they were going to be able to help this man. Why am I saying this? I'm saying this because our faith and empathy can help others. Are we willing to tear a roof open? To help somebody or are we willing to go the extra mile to help somebody Amen. Amen. I I don't know about nobody else but but are we willing to to love those that we know don't love us or are we willing to forgive those that we know have done us wrong hey man you see, what you got to understand is, is that your faith and impotent that's what's going to help somebody. But not only will it help, somebody else is going to help you. Amen. But I want you to see something in the sixth verse. Some of the teachers of the law were sitting there. They saw what Jesus did and they said to themselves, Why does this man say things like that? What an insult to God. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew immediately what the teachers of the law were thinking. So he said to them, why do you have these questions in your mind? The Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. I want to pause there a moment and dig a little deeper. When the term son of man is is used, it refers to the humanity of Jesus. And when you see where it says son of God, it refers to his deity. Both terms were used of Christ because he was man and he was God. Amen? Amen. Son of man also refers to the Messiah. The Jews understood the meaning of these terms i want you to understand something now jesus did not heal this man as god how did he heal it as a man Amen. amen we as believers have been given the same authority to forgive if we choose when somebody do you wrong whose choice is it to forgive them it's yours amen you can walk around and hold grudges all you want to. You can walk around and, and, and feel compelled to hold on to all those different things. Say, I'm not going to let it go. I'm not going to forgive, but that's on you because God is telling you this morning, I've given you power on earth to do what? Forgive sins. Amen. Amen. Then Jesus said, but how can I prove this to you? Maybe you are thinking it was easy for me to say to the crippled man, Your sins are forgiven. There was no proof it really happened. But what if I say to the man, Stand up, take your man and walk? Then you will be able to see if I really have the power or not. Amen. So Jesus said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, stand up. Take your mat and go home. Immediately, the paralyzed man stood up. He picked up his mat and walked out of the room. Everyone could see him. Y'all see that? Hmm? See, we got to stop talking about how good God is. let start showing people how good he is. We got to stop telling people that God's a healer and showing people that God's a healer. We got to stop telling people that God is a deliverer and begin to show them that he's a deliverer. Amen? How do we do that? We do it by our faith and our empathy. Amen? Amen. Mm-mm. Say Everyone seen him. They were amazed and praised God. They said, This is the most amazing thing we have ever seen. Amen. Amen. I want you to understand something. We must exercise the, 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 the dynamics of faith and empathy. You see, when you are faced with the challenges of life, in whatever form, you must exercise your faith and empathy. We do this by not giving up just as these men did for their friend. They believed that if they could get this man to Jesus, his life would change. Their faith and empathy compelled them to do whatever it took to help him. Amen? Amen. Your faith and empathy can help others as well as you. We must come to understand that everything that is of God is under attack. Like family, marriages, health, finances, fellowship, community, even the truth of the Word of God, etc. As we close, I want you to understand that all this begins with you. It is your faith and empathy that will help others in the process help you. We have the greatest example of this in the Lord Jesus Christ according to John 16:33. This is what Jesus said. John 16:33. This is what Jesus says. I have told you these things so that in me you will have perfect peace. In the world you have tribulation. And distress and suffering but be courageous be confident be undaunted be filled with joy I have overcome the world my conquest is accomplished my victory abiding amen when we ourselves begin to waver in our walk with the Lord Remember, Hebrews chapter 4, verses 15 through 16, where it says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Sixteen verse says, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. Mm -hmm. Let me leave you with this. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 15 through 16. But I want to leave you with this. We must also stand firm on Ephesians chapter 3 verses 20 through 21 Ephesians chapter 3 verses 20 through 21 there you will find these words with God's power working in us he can do much much more than anything we can ask or think to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus for all time, forever and ever Amen. Amen Amen Would you bow your heads please? Oh gracious and heavenly Father Lord we thank you for your word We thank you Father God for all that you're doing in our lives Father God And Father God help us to know Lord that through our experiences Father through our interaction with you as well as your word, Father God our faith and our empathy Father God will be able to help others Lord Let us not take it for granted, Father God. I thank you for every soul that's here and every soul, Father God, that will hear this word through whatever means, Lord. Bless their lives, Father God, and help them to apply this word to their lives, that their lives will be a victorious life, Lord. These prayers I pray in Jesus' name, Father. Now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, let his rest rule and abide in us henceforth and forever. Let the child of God signify by saying, Amen and Amen.
0: You just listened to another episode of the Pastor William Evans Podcast. Pastor William Evans Podcast was recorded live in the studio with final editing before uploading. Subscribe today to the Pastor William Evans Podcast or visit tcuic.org for more godly inspired content. Don't miss the next episode and God bless.